Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ladies and gentlemen, I won't lie to you, I had a very good intro on the first take of this, but the audio was not recording. You would have got a little mixed in of a little football along with a little Zoe 101 for all you people born after the before the year 20, 2005? Probably, give yeah. a take. Yeah, Zoe 101, that was a good show though. I do miss that show. It was. Shame it ended the way it did, but it was good. I believe we actually did a recent reunion on Zoe 101. Really? I'm sure there was something, maybe like a couple of episodes. What was the guy's name of the curly head? Dustin, I think. Something or like. I'm sure there was something like they were at some some pizza shop or something like that. I can't remember. First episode of Zoe 101, January 9th, 2005. Well, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess anyone born before 2000, probably uh, 2000 maybe. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. God, I feel old. I'm only 26. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But yeah, here we are. 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. It is, um, we haven't been here since the World Cup final. We took a little break because of, you know, Christmas. May have heard of it. A lot of people celebrated it. I had a lovely break. Brett, how was yours? It was good. It was nice to, as soon as that World Cup ended, it was just nice to take a step back and have family around. Yeah, kind of a bit of a chill pill, you know, like I wasn't all that hyped about the World Cup being around Christmas. But it was nice that it kind of led right into it. And I'm sure for all those Argentinian players, it was a little nicer for those guys. But anyways, welcome back to Kicked Back. No Caroline today, unfortunately, but she'll be back with us shortly. So today is just Brett and I, and we are, we're not going to talk necessarily about the Premier League, about what's happening right now. If you want a bit of a score update, Leeds just scored against uh, West Ham to make that 2-2. Former Bolton Wanderer, Rodrigo, grabs the goal. He's a Bolton Wanderer, really? He's a Bolton Wanderer for on loan in like, we were in the Premier League, so that would have been like 2011, I think. Wow. Maybe around there, yeah. So a lot of people didn't know that one, I bet. But I'll, I'll keep you up to date on the Bolton stuff. Uh, so that's 2-2. Forrest are looking like they're going to beat Southampton. 1-0 away from home. Southampton quickly falling apart. They've They took a different approach this season. It has not worked for them by any means. They currently, if they do lose this match, which it looks like they're going to, which by the time this show's ended, unless we end in 30 seconds, we'll, we'll have a pretty good idea of what happened. But bottom of the league with 12 points, we'll get into that kind of stuff. Wolves, big win over Aston Villa as well. And then also Tottenham beating Crystal Palace. But right now we are talking about the questions surrounding the premiership. So that's where I kind of wanted to go today is we're back in the Premier League now. 
there's a lot of stuff that has happened, which we may have forgot about when the World Cup was going on. So we're going to dive into a few of those questions today. Bit of a different formula, but we're going to start right at the top, Brett. Arsenal. A long time for a long time, people were really unsure what this team was, and now here they are. Seventeen games played, one loss, which came against United, and then two draws. One of them came yesterday against Newcastle, but forty-four points. City game in hand, thirty-six. My only thing with Arsenal, and I've been on the Arsenal train for since probably the start of the season. I'm a little surprised it's not closer, but but that's more on City than Arsenal. And my only quirk with them is, is like, have they, have they played enough good opponents? Because they haven't, have they played City? I can't even remember. I believe they did. And I believe it was a draw. If I'm That's not right, mistaken. It was a draw. Yeah. I'm just looking. So yeah, they've beaten, they lost to United, obviously. They've beaten Leicester at the start of the season, which came like, felt like a big win at the start of the year. They beat Tottenham, beat Liverpool. Drew against Southampton, which was a little alarming, I guess. Uh, beat Chelsea again. I'm just looking. They haven't played City yet. They haven't, eh? So they play City on the February the 15th and then also on April 26th. Ooh. So we have two title matches on the line there. So here's my question, Brett. One, do you finally believe in Arsenal? Two, this is their upcoming schedule. So I guess this is not really a question. It's part of the thing. I think this is when we're really going to get a good idea what this team is. Next match, Tottenham away, massive game. United at home, Everton away, eh. Brentford, who absolutely dominate the top six, and then City. You have to imagine we've been there somewhere. You're going to really dig in and find out what this team's about. And that's the next five games, yeah? That is the next one, two, three, four, five. So the only soft game they have is Everton. Yeah. And you, some people would make the argument for Brentford, but Brentford are giant killers right now. Look at what they just did to Liverpool. Yes, Liverpool, you can talk about whatever you want with Liverpool, but mm, Brentford, Thomas Frank, I think is, I've been saying this since last year. I think he's one of the better managers yep. in the Prem right now. Um, my thing as well with Liverpool is they're fragile. They haven't been where they are before. They're young. Mm -hmm. Gabriel Jesus is hurt for however long he's going to be. Not yes. Liverpool. Did, what's that? You said Liverpool. Did, did I say that? Yeah, yes. That's okay. I just want to make sure we're all aware. <laughs> yeah. <talking> about <laughs> Thank you. I do that often. <laughs> um, but yes, Gabriel Jesus is hurt as well. And they don't really have, is Eddie and Kedia. See, that's part of it too is mm -hmm. people said they were going to start losing games because they didn't have the depth. So Thomas Partey's missed games. They didn't lose. And uh, now they have, like you said, Jesus. I can't remember the timeline on him exactly. But we're saying that Eddie and Ketien came in. two go uh, One goal against West Ham, sorry. And then what did they have two against Brighton, if I remember? Just one against Brighton. But he's coming and he's made a difference. And it's, it's very interesting because expectations for Arsenal at the start of the season were make Champions League. That was it. I, everyone was, that would have been perfect for everybody. But now here they are. And like I said, I think this next chunk is going to really determine what they are because it's also, luckily for them, there is no European football within that. 
So I think if there was European football games mixed in that, that would have been way more challenging. But their first European match isn't until... February. Yeah. I'm trying to... For some reason, it's not on this list. Europa League. So yeah. that would have been... Uh, that's the thing, too, is that Champions League doesn't start up... Or, well, European football doesn't start up for a little while now, too. As you mentioned, they will... Most Honestly, most of their key players have also didn't go to the world cup so many so odegaard didn't go saka played a whole bunch but he still came home early ramsdale didn't play a minute Mm -hmm. um saliba didn't play a ton for france yeah there's a lot of guys too like uh, zinchenko as well like odegaard yeah odegaard that's a good point actually because that's what a lot of people were saying for liverpool was no more salad going so well, that doesn't help him so far out of the gates, and we'll definitely be talking about Liverpool a little bit later on. <laughs> but um, the reason there's no European football is because they don't have a draw yet because they got the first round by in the Europa League. Oh, so the yeah. first set of Europa League games is February sixth, tenth, sorry, and that's when uh, they actually play City on the fifteenth. So that's kind of that's kind of it, and then after that they have Villa, Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham, Palace, Leeds. <laughs> so that like March is pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. March is good for them. I'll just continue to go a little bit. Liverpool, che- uh, Liverpool City, Chelsea, Newcastle, all af- in e- April. So they've got a lot. A lot has got to go right for Arsenal. Do I think they're going to walk away with one loss on this season? Absolutely not. What is your prediction for the next five games? How do you think they'll do? So I'll repeat it. Tottenham away, United at home, Everton away, Brentford at home, City at home. So out of a possible 15 points. Yep. You know what? And since the last time that they've played United, United's gotten better too. Oh yeah. Eric Ten Hag has really whipped that team into shape. Yep. They could have a striker, which we'll talk about later on potentially too. They, they are a different team too. Brentford, as mentioned, were the giant killers against Liverpool and have been all year. I could see them walking out with a min, a minimum of seven points. I would say, because mm-hmm. my big question, I, <laughs> Tottenham is the biggest question mark for me. You think so? I, I do think so. Derby or you think Tottenham's it, abilities? They're so hit or miss. Yeah. Conte really is so a hit or miss. Not Conte. I think just the club in general. I Yeah. I think everything involved in Tottenham is an absolute shambles, to be <laughs> honest. But well, I got I got some thoughts on them as well. So, sorry. Continue with Arsenal. But, and that's that's the thing. So, they're so hit or miss. Sometimes they can come out and look like a, a, a top-level team. Or yep. sometimes they'll come out and look like a mid-table team. So, I think a minimum of seven points for them. And I think they... Ten points will be where they walk out of. Ten points? Yeah. Okay. Let me get back to where I was here. So, I can go through this one team at one. I think they'll beat Tottenham mm. at White Hart Lane or whatever it's called now. It's not even called that. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Bring back White Hart Lane. Because <laughs> Tottenham don't win big games. That's my... I don't believe in them. That's three points. United at the Emirates. I think that is going to be fantastic game. United in form. Arsenal, obviously in form. Draw. Yeah. 2-2. Two, two. That's my prediction. So that's four points. Everton, 
whatever. Three points. I don't know what score it'll be. I think they'll just beat Everton because they're rubbish. Um, now, Brentford versus Arsenal. This is, a, for me, this is the game that's a bit of a challenge. Brentford just beat Liverpool on Monday, 3-1. They've also beat City at the City. Of, uh, it's not called the City of Manchester. Holy, I am for, for, the Zoe 101 talk is taking me back to the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, City of Manchester Stadium, White Hart Lane. Arsenal back at Highbury. Holy smokes. <laughs> so this is Brentford against the top six this year. They've beat Liverpool, drew against Tottenham. And this is all like very recent too, within the league fixtures. They beat City right before the break at City. They drew against Chelsea and there was one other one. Oh, they obviously beat United at the start of the season. Yeah. I am going to go... Oh, this is a tough one. I think it'll actually, I think Arsenal will win. I do think Arsenal will win. If this was away, I would think a little bit differently. I think Arsenal will win this one. And then I think they'll lose against City. Just to add a little spice to the title race. But to answer the original question was, are Arsenal legit? Yes. We need to end this idea of Arsenal, oh, they're going to eventually fall off. They're going to lose. We're going to lose players and now we're going to lose games. It's like, no, this team is re- the real deal. They should have beat Newcastle yesterday. They probably should have had two penalties. And yeah, Newcastle's third in the Premier League. So Arsenal are real. And that's, what's that? Three, three, four, seven, ten points. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ten points. Ten that's points. fair. So then, and, and uh, this is why I think they're fragile to kind of wrap up. So, so you think they do, they will keep the top of the Premier League? I think they'll compete. Yeah. Okay. I think them is, the city is the result against city is going to matter more than any other result yeah. so far this season. Yeah. If they win that game, everyone's got to shut up. Yeah. I don't think they will. It's the, what is it? It's the, like Pep's. Well, basically taught our test or everything he knows, right? So yeah. we'll see. Maybe they will. I mean, it is at the Emirates. That's a t- such a tough one. But that's why I think they're fragile. You, you mentioned that Arteta is kind of Pep's little, yep. little uh, protege, I guess. You saw how he acted after the Newcastle match. Newcastle did, did not like that. Hey, okay, so then we can get into that too. But that's kind of the uh, that's kind of where I'm getting to is like he's getting work, worked up. Yes, Newcastle's third in the Premier League. Yeah, but they're going to be. This is January. January. True. The, look at the fixtures. They have in April. Yeah, uh, can they keep it together? They're a young team. They're uh, a temperamental team. Hell, they're uh, uh, emotional leaders. Granite Jacka. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not a lot of discipline being around, uh, tossed around in that place. Do you think that might bite them in the butt later on? The inexperience is something that maybe will challenge them at some point. But also at this point, in, they're in a spot where, again, the expectations within the club, I'm sure, are high. But like on the outside, like no one, no one thought they were going to be here. So for me, like, yeah, I think that's going to play into it. We'll see. There is a lot of experience within that team in certain areas too. Like Odegaard seems like a fairly level-headed guy. Um, Ramsdale kind of keeps it very light, doesn't he? He's fun to be around. So I think it'll be all right. Zinchenko's been there. You know, not in like a lead role at City, but he was there. Like Mm -hmm. he's been around. Thomas Partey plays a big role. He did with um, Ghana at the World Cup too. So so to answer the question, Brett, are you in or are you out on Arsenal being legit this season? I'm in. All right. Mm -hmm. I think at this point, 
you kind of got to be yeah. because yeah. there's nobody else. Okay. So as we were talking, Tottenham scored two goals. <laughs> so, <laughs> two goals. Yeah. So they're two goals. So here's my next question. And this one, let me just pull it up here so I can make sure I get it correct. There's a certain amount of teams in this league for me that at this moment in time, uh, terrible, yeah. terribly, terrible, terrible, terribly, terribly, terrible. All of them. Uh, just like, where are they right now? Like, what are these teams in no man's land? I'll read off the teams I'm talking about. And it, you should probably assume at this point. And it's weird to say it because they're higher up the league, but they're just like, shouldn't be where they are. Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Liverpool. Yeah. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, we won't talk about them in depth, but like Leicester shouldn't be in 13th. Like they should, they should have, they, I don't understand the season they've had, but that team shouldn't be where they are. They have got too much talent in there to be where they are. Also, like West Ham in 18th. What the yeah. what is going on there? Everton, it, too. Basically looking like a shoe-in for a relegation spot, too. Yeah. And I think I think they'll go down, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so we'll get onto the, the relegation battle because I think it's like there's so many. To, like from 13th to 20th, 17th in uh, 17 points is Leicester in 13th. 20th is Southampton. Yeah. Like a, a, any one fixture can put you into a relegation spot. Just one. Yeah. And I mean, look at Forest just won the game and now they're two points out of a relegation spot. Two points. They were just in though. Yeah. Well, it's just like, it's crazy stuff like that. And, and you mentioned Leicester City though. I had at the start of the season. I know. I disagreed. Yeah. I disagreed. That's right. Yes. And now we're sitting here going, hmm, potentially a, a relegation battle. But uh, I mean, Vardy wasn't even starting in their last match. Yeah. Needed him. And then he was brought in and look at the impact he had. But still, I, I go to this quite often. You have guys like Yuri Tielemans who know they're already a foot out the door. Yeah. James Madison, potentially the same thing. We'll mm-hmm. see with his injury now. But you have a ton of guys who are, you don't even, I mean, you are in a sorry spot when Danny Ward is your keeper. Yeah. And they put themselves in that spot too. They had, they had a little bit of time, not a lot of time, but they had time to sign a new goalie and they chose not to. And I would imagine like we're in a January transfer window now, like you've got to, you've got to go and find a new goalie. But anyway, like I guess moving on to the other bigger teams that were kind of in that group, Tottenham, man, like sure. They won four nil today or winning four nil. as they sold 77 at the 77 minute mark away at Sellers park. I just just the inconsistency of this team is quite remarkable. They've allowed the first goal, I believe in nine of the last 10 games. Mm. So this would be, this would kind of end that streak. Um, But just look at the talent on that squad. You got Hugo Lloris. I get it. He's not where he was a few years ago. Still a good goalie. Say what you want. Just went to the World Cup final with France. Eric Dyer is having a turnaround season. Cristiano Romero just won the World Cup. Who else we got in here? Son, underperforming. Hoiberg, he's been all right. Ben Takure, he's been actually had a decent season. But then Harry Kane, yep. But how much can you expect him just to carry? Like, this team should be comfortably, like, winning. Like, don't win big games, Brett. They do not win big games. They've they lost to Villa last week. They've they've lost to Forest this season. So it's a big, big games they've lost. Liverpool, Newcastle. United. Where else are we? Arsenal. Uh, they drew against 
Chelsea, which they should have lost because I should have, mm-hmm. like, uh, it was Romero pulled Kukurea's hair, right? Yeah. And it's like, I should not have been allowed. <laughs> so they literally, any team they've played within the top six, they've lost. How is that sustainable? Like, how would they, how do they expect to finish within the top six if they can't even beat teams around them? Fulham is only, Fulham's in seventh with 28 points and Tottenham's in fifth with 33rd. I'm not saying Fulham's going to overtake them, mm-hmm. but also why can't they? It's just why. I don't know. There's a lot that needs to be changing in Tottenham and Conte, as great as a manager he is, sometimes you got to put it on the manager as well. Like, the players can only take you so far when, especially when you see some of the stuff they're doing, like against uh, Villa the other day, that first, was it the first or second? Whichever one, like, Laurie spilled. I can't remember which uh, one yeah, it was. Yeah, I believe it was the second one. Okay, so your goalie makes a mistake. Happens. Don't expect it to happen all the time, obviously. But, like, if you look at the, the video of it, of, like, when he scores, like, Romero and I think it was, is it Doherty or yeah. whoever it was? Yeah. Both just stood there. Yeah. The play isn't over, boys. Like, go and get that ball and clear it. You are the defenders. Defend. And they're just not. And there's other little things, too. Like, just the way they play, it's just... They don't play a possession game, but they have the they have personnel to do it. And they're like mm-hmm. spending all this money on guys who aren't even playing. Like Richarlison scored more goals at the World Cup than he has scored in the Premier League for Tottenham this season. That's messed up. What days did 60 million on him? Oh, so like much. way too much. No, no, not not way too much. Uh, uh, like way too much for him to be sitting on the bench. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Fifty-two million. Sorry, maybe with Adams it was around sixty. Yeah, I think you're right. Spence doesn't play. Um, no. Basuma's been kind of hit or miss. I don't know. Like, what? What are you kind of thinking with Tottenham? So, uh, you're you're kind of bringing up the point and like the counter question that I was going to ask you is, how much of it do you now sit there and go? Because it's regime to regime, and when I say regime to regime, it's not the front office. Yep, it's the coaches, manager after manager after manager. Right, it's a carousel every single year. Tottenham is the team that you look at and they're like, oh, wow, they've got some players. Hurricane's one of the best strikers in the world. Mm-hmm. Son won, literally won the player of the year in the Premier League last yeah. year. Golden boot last Go- year. Yeah, uh, sorry, golden boot. Yeah, that was it. And, tied it with- and it's just like, how are you How are you not, is competing for the league too much? I think they should be in third place. I think they're probably yeah. a comfortable top four team with the squad they have. And here they are once again fighting for a spot. And I get it. The Premier League's competitive, but their squad's not better than their squad is better than Newcastle. Oh, absolutely. And Newcastle for me is they have one loss this season. They also brought in Langley too. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. I completely forgot about that. Ivan Perisic is on in that side too. Like yep. and so then that is where I was going with that is that you bring in fantastic players each and every transfer window mm-hmm. because you have a, a an owner or, or guy who's running it who will and Levy most times. Most of the time. Yeah. They always bring in big names though. But that's it. Exactly. But then also the fact that Maurizio Pochettino has been your most successful manager of the X amount of last X amount of years. Yeah. With out of the last couple of squads too, you could argue was a ragtag team, a team that should not have been where they ended up going. Well, doesn't it also speak something to like, so Deli Alley, 
<laughs> Deli Ali is one of the biggest what ifs, mm-hmm. not just in English football, but world football. Mm-hmm. That man was doing everything. Everything was going perfect. He was like primed for a fantastic England career, scoring massive goals in the Premier League, Champions League, even the World Cup. He got yeah. a goal in the World Cup, which was big too. And now here he is in Besiktas. And I can't remember the exact quote from the Besiktas. I can't remember if it was a manager or like chairman or something like that. But he basically said like, there is no fixing this guy anymore. Really? He was just like, he's just kind of in his own head. Like there's not much anyone can do, which is just like a massive, massive shame. Cause he's only, you have him up there. I think he's like 20, 25, 26. He's 26 years old. 26. Yeah. Like I remember when he signed actually from MK Dons. That was a, that was something. But anyway, (laughs) my point is, he's like, you have Pochettino, who got the best out of him and got the best out of that squad. They went to a Champions League final. Yes. For goodness sakes. And then after that, you have, who they have? Mourinho's been there. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up here, but Mourinho, Pochettino, uh, not Pochettino, Conte. So this is it. Since Pochettino, Jose Mourinho, Ryan Mason was a caretaker, whatever. Santo. Oh, got, yeah. Nuno, Nuno Santo, who got the best out of all his Wolves players too. And then Conte. And here you are, mm-hmm. still in the exact same spot that you left when Pochettino was there, but it seemed a lot better when he was around. So, yeah, Tottenham, underachieving, to say the least. And it's funny to say that because they're in fifth, but I think they should be better than what they are. <laughs> Consistency is their biggest issue. Liverpool. Liverpool, 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 Liverpool. Yeah. Man, what what is... I'll just ask you this before I kind of dive into it. So obviously Liverpool's last match, they lost 3-1 to Brentford. Mm-hmm. What is the issue? What like what do you think it is that is not just in that Brentford match, but just in general that has plagued them? Because there's a lot of I don't want to call them excuses. Well, they're excuses, but they're legit to me. Mm-hmm. Like some of them you can go far with. But what do you think it is about this Liverpool team that's that's missing, I guess you could say. Like, is the loss of Saudi Omane that big that they're currently so far off the race? They're they're almost ten points behind City in second with a game in hand. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, no, and that's that's where I sit here in question. It could be Sane. I'm looking at their their team, just staring, going, uh, "Where is the issue?" I mean, look at uh, Virgil van Dyke was taken off at halftime against Brentford. Yeah. In a match they were losing. <laughs> 2 0. I'm pretty sure it was 2 0 at the half. I'm pulling it up here. Yeah, it was 2 0 at the half. Two 19th minute on goal, and then Brentford scored right before the half, too. And you're sitting here going and looking at this team and go, okay, injuries to Artur, Luis Diaz, Diego Jot. Yeah, and then you also have Thiago. <laughs> wow, we're Brady struggling, guys. He's he'll be okay. He's got his hands. I'm having. Back. I'm being possessed. <laughs> it's coming out my throat. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Kickback is powered by Cool Bet. Stay cool and bet responsibly. Now, tomorrow we have a massive match between Chelsea and City at Stamford Bridge. And I know we're Kind of talking about Chelsea right now on the show, but can they get it done against the current Premier League champions? Corbett has them as underdogs at plus 445 to win this match with City coming in at minus 147. Now, if you think this comes out as a draw, that is plus 314. I don't really see Chelsea coming away with much on this one, but one thing I do like is the over at minus 122. That's over two and a half goals in the match. We all know Erling Haaland's probably going to get one, maybe two. Well, maybe five. Would anybody be shocked if Erling Haaland scored five goals? I definitely would not. But whatever you're picking for that match, go over to CoolBet. Remember, stay cool and please bet responsibly. Now, here we go. Back to the show. And we're back. <laughs> we had to take a quick break because I wasn't sure what Brett, what was happening to Brett, to be honest. But I guess that's what happens when you talk to the biggest choke artist, Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a United joke no, there for a second. That was a Liverpool one. But that's okay. The Liverpool. So I guess my final thought on them is this. The injuries have been an issue. There's no denying that. I think that's a fair excuse for when they happened in the season, it was kind of close to the start of the year. You mentioned Thiago. Um, there was a bunch of players that when I was not it. Like, I felt like everyone was gone. Like Nunez got suspended. Like, yeah. There were so many guys. The second one I have is your new signings have got to adjust to the league. We're all very critical of Darwin Nunez. I think in some aspects it's fair. I don't think he's been as bad as people make him out to be. He's just has a price tag of 80 million, but he has five goals in the Premier League this mm-hmm. season. 13 matches. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. That first game of the year when he came on against Fulham made a big difference. He was very good. So I think it's a bit, we were a bit critical of Darwin Nunes, overly critical, I think. But when, do you know what? One thing that hasn't helped him is the fact Erling Haaland has come into this league and been. Absolutely dominant, but that is what it is. You know what also doesn't help as well is that price tag. Oh, it's the biggest, the biggest issue for him. And the thing I that kind of stands out for me with Nunez is besides South Southampton, he's he's got, so he's just five goals and they've come in four different games. So he's kind of like contributing. He's not just like he doesn't have a hat trick and two goals. Mm-hmm. He's contributed big in four games. 
Uh, I know it's not a lot when you're paid that much and you want to see more, but I think it's going to come. Like, he's still a young man. Like, what is he, 20, 23? Yeah. Just into the league. It's a big difference. And we, the biggest example of his inexperience was when he got red carded for head boy in Anderson. Mm-hmm. Like, teams are going to be aggressive on you. And that was a lesson learned. I think he'll be fine. And the final one for me is a legit excuse. And this comes with the lack of depth this team has is fatigue. Yeah. They played the maximum amount of games last season, which is an accomplishment within itself. I'm sure they would have come away with more trophies, but you got to be there to play. And they were there to play. And that's something. That was something. So Liverpool underachieving, there's no denying it, but I think it's, I don't think it's illegitimate. I think it's, it's fair enough for kind of, obviously want to be higher for themselves. Their biggest issue is going to be trying to find some consistency. So let's have a quick look at the games coming up. So since coming back from the break, they beat Villa, good win. Beat Leicester, good win, 2-1. Then you lose to Brentford, who just kill everyone in the top six again. (laughs) But then you have Wolves next, Brighton, which is a difficult game. Chelsea and then Wolves again. These schedules. Oh, Wolves is in the FA Cup. Sorry. So then, and then you have the Merseyside Derby on February 13th, Ooh. which is, it's not an easy set of games and also mixed in there for a little bit of fun. Real Madrid. Oh, easy. So, yeah. So that's enjoyable. They do need to make some signings in January. Yeah. Specifically in the midfield. Well, Cody Gakpo is already there. I was going to get to him quickly. Yeah. But before that, Harvey Elliott isn't good enough right now mm-hmm. to be playing every single match. You know what? That's just not fair on him. He's a young player. I think he's going to have a very good career. I'm sure we all do. But like Thiago, Fabinho's underachieved. Henderson's been decent for them. Like he's no denier. But you need an extra midfielder. You really do. You need someone to come in and help out. I'm looking at uh, transfer market for potential rumors that they've been uh, this tied to. A- Amrabat is yeah. on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want him? I don't know. Like he's interesting. He had a fantastic World Cup. I mean, he was one of the best players at the World Cup. But do you want someone based off a seven-game tournament? It, it, I don't think it's based off the tournament as well. He's no, been playing he, quite well. He has been Fiorentina. good for sure. But I don't know if he's been as good as he as he was at that tournament. If fair. That makes sense. That's no. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I think. But you also have to take a look at the competition and who you're like, well, and who he's playing against is the same thing as competition, but have to take a look at how well he played against those guys, yep. right? Yeah. So I, I think he could definitely step in and help, especially under the, the management there too. Mateus Nunes as well from uh, Wolves, who's been in the Premier League, who's been playing mm. in the Premier League too. Who else on that? Uh, Manu him. Kone, who is uh, has a market value of 25 Ismail Kone? No, <laughs> I wish soon one day. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know who else who I'm just reading here too? Alexis McAllister. Really? Mm. While well, Brighton are competing with Liverpool for a Europa League spot. Yeah. Right oh now, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Are Brighton going to want to uh, sell to one of their close league rivals and Moises Caicedo too. Both of those guys for Brighton are they might be fighting for. I think Brighton will lose them in the summer. Yeah, I don't think they'll do it right now because they would just if you. So here's the deal quickly. And I want to talk about Chelsea. Brighton sells those two players, McAllister and Caicedo. Your Europa League chances are probably out of the window. Yeah. 
you get to the Europa League by the end of, like you keep them both and you qualify for Europe next season. That is going to help you then sign better players or players with that money in the summer. I can't see, they could sell one. I don't see them selling two. And yeah, I mean, Brighton, for the, since they've been in the Premier League, they have done a great job. Ninth last season. Mm-hmm. Where were they the year before? I'm sure they were top half finish the year before that too. Uh, oh, no, sorry, 16th. For the last <laughs> two seasons, they've they've turned it up. And yeah, I could see Brighton summer. I could see those guys, but not right yeah. now. And that's what, uh, just real quick, just a sent on that sentiment. Uh, Brighton coach Roberto Deserbi. De I don't know how to say I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I haven't figured him out. He says, uh, I hope we'll be able to keep uh, both Moses Caicedo and Alexis Mc- or Alex McAllister, he says in this one, uh, at the club in January. That's all I want. I'd like to keep all our players until the end of the season. I think that's... <laughs> I think that's a good decision. You've got with Brian, new manager, obviously. You want to figure it out with him. You gotta give him time to get used to living in Brighton, first of all, being around the players. You don't want to just ship out your two best players right now. Yeah. Before while things are kind of getting into a good spot. You're in a great spot. You're in a historic spot. <laughs> yeah. You have Brighton and Hove Albion. <laughs> I remember when you used to play in a stadium that literally the stands would like roll away. They were in like this temporary really? stadium. It was yeah, when they were getting their new stadium built. It was basically, let's see if I can pull it up here quickly. <laughs> they the were rolling away. They was not legit rolling away, but like. I could see it though. They were like. On wheels or something? It was just like bleachers. They were just oh. bleachers just in there. It was it was really weird. It so was, it was very, Clark Park. Clark Park, yeah. <laughs> it was, um, I think it's this one. Yeah, you can kind of see. Oh, with, oh with my. With Dean Stadium. Yeah, they were just literally just, it was, it was so, someone made a, f- a field. <laughs> And yeah, there you go. It was a, it was a while ago, like early two wow. thousands, maybe mid two thousands, and yeah. But now they're here. It's yeah. fantastic. It's good to see these football clubs kind of get where they are. Them, Bournemouth, and I want Brentford too. But anyway, the last team I want to talk about in this category before we get onto another one, I feel like we're lingering around. I've only got through two questions. <laughs> and five. What do we have for time? Minus like ten minutes for your coffee time. Yeah, thirty six. So about half an hour. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot of time, I guess. Chelsea. So I'll just go on them quickly. They are splashing the cash, to say the least. Their new owner, Todd Bowley, is trying to leave his mark on this team. They've bought every man on his dog this, this <laughs> season. Fofana, Kukurea, uh, Sterling, Koulibaly. Now they're spending like over $100 million on Enzo Fernandez. Great player. Mm-hmm. Great player. I don't think that's the issue there. That's any issue there, sorry. Abamyang, I didn't like that when it happened. And the issue is still there for Chelsea. They do not have a striker. They do not have a striker who can score them goals. I don't understand how it's, they have 20 goals this season. Here's teams with fewer goals than Chelsea this season. Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, West Ham, Everton, Southampton, and Wolves. And where are the those teams in the... They're team? all below them. Huh. All below them. Weird. Nobody in the top half has... United have the fewest goals in the top half of 27. So for Chelsea to catch up, they would have to score 10 more goals to catch up. The only thing that's saving them is they don't concede a lot. 18 goals a lot this Mm, season. They've got a good, defensively they're good. Thiago Silva is leading that back line very well. But for me, buy a striker. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? It is so blatantly clear 
that the issue is you cannot score goals. You have everything else. Well, Ronaldo was sitting right there for free. They could have had him for free. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I want to talk about Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't got to that point yet in the show <laughs> yeah. where I'm scrambling for stuff. But Kai Havas has four goals. Okay. He's never been like a prolific goal scorer. You kind of know like he's good. He wants to be the guy that sits behind the striker to help out a little bit. Yeah. Or sends in the wingers and stuff. And it's just not working. Sterling has four goals. He was supposed to come in and help out your goal situation. I would say he has to an extent. Like he has four goals as a winger, center striker, whatever you kind of want to call him. Mount has three. Janino has two, both penalties. Uh, and then everyone else just says one. Abamayang has one goal this season. Reese James, one goal. Conor Gallagher, Pulisic. Like, that's not good enough. And the fact they're just going out and spending money on... Hey, I'm not saying they're saying Enzo Fernandez is a bad signing. Mm-hmm. He's obviously not. But the issue lies with who's Enzo Fernandez passing the ball to to send him through and give him goals? The answer is nobody. Okay, Cause, uh, yeah, because every striker you buy just dwindles away. Strikers go to die at Chelsea. Nobody, there has not been one striker that has been legit since Didier Drogba. Yeah, I literally can't think of any. Torres died there. Yeah, Timo Werner wasn't great there. And you know, it's funny. I Lukaku. pulled up Werner as well. Oh, Lukaku too. Like yeah, that, fell apart. Lukaku. Um, I'm looking at uh, Timo Werner. Want to know some funny in league play? Diego Costa. That's who I was saying. Yes. That's what I was yes, saying. Yes. That's a good call. Yeah. Who's just in the Premier League. He's now. back. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking at Timo Werner's stats. In the Bundesliga alone, four goals. Champions League, two goals. Uh, the DFB Bokal, three goals. And uh, in the Nations League, he had two goals as well for Germany. All told this year, 11 goals. For Werner. For Timo Werner. Telling you, I'm telling you. Sorry, I missed one other striker, Tammy Abraham. Oh yeah, but guess what go. they did? They sold him. Guy Havertz. Exactly. And how did Tammy Abraham do last year? In uh, he had a very good video? season. Yeah, he was the last Tammy Abraham. I'm just going to check this one more time. Yes, Tammy Abraham was the last striker to score more than ten goals in the Premier League for Chelsea, and he had, that was in 2020. Wow. So that's been, I guess. Three, we're in the third season now. That's a shame. I don't see there's nobody scoring 10 goals on their team this year as a striker because nope. they don't have one. Yeah. Um, but before that, Hazard had Hazard had his kind of little run there, 16 goals, but again, not a striker. The highest scoring striker in 2019 were Marata and Higuain with five each. Forgot Marata even played for yeah, them, to be honest. Before that, Marata had 11 in the season, and then Close to him was Giroud at seven. Shout out Giroud. Shout out Giroud. Plays for the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Literally. And then he's going to go to LAFC. (laughs) (laughs) I feel there's nobody. Graham Potter is David Moyes. Oh. And I hate to say it. Why? In the sense of he was at a club where he was overachieving in Brighton. David Moyes did it for years, did it for much longer with Everton. Goes to United. Fans are already on top of him uh, for Potter at Chelsea. And they want him gone. Has he been there? Two weeks? Yeah. Like the World Cup went along with it. And then Graham Potter's actually managed games for for Chelsea. So it's just like, holy smokes. Like that result against Forest was poor. 
poor, poor, poor Nottingham Forest. Like, I know it was at home and everything, but like, come on, come on. It's still Forest who lost, what, 3-0 to United the game before? Yep. <laughs> like, so this was... Chelsea had an opportunity to start the, this next part of the season with a couple of wins. They beat Bournemouth 2-0. Good. Well done. Come back from the break. Have us and Mount both get the goals. Some, have us only had three goals before the break. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. And then you draw against Forest. These are their next run of games. City tomorrow <coughs> at home at Stamford Bridge. Then you have your derby match against Fulham. Derby matches aren't easy. Fulham have been good this season. They're actually higher than you in the table. Mm-hmm. Palace, you just got battered today. They've had a piss poor start since coming back to, what did they lose? They lost, I know they beat Bournemouth, but they lost 3-0 to Fulham as well at home. So both their home games, they've lost 3-0 and 4-0. They got red cards in that Fulham game. So maybe that changes it a little bit. Mm-hmm. After Palace, you have Liverpool, and then you have Fulham again, then you have West Ham. And then, you know what, just to add on it, you have Southampton who's already beat you this season then you play Tottenham. <laughs> and Oh, boy. How far can they fall? I I don't think they'll get close to Champions League this yeah. year. They are already eight points back. Sorry, 10 points back of United. <laughs> 10 points back of United. They do have a game in hand. They've only played 16 games mm. while the most in the league, like, uh, Newcastle played 18. Oh, okay. So, got a couple of games in hand, which gets you right back in there, I suppose. But also, it's not easy. No. It's not easy at all. So, my thing, my final thing with Chelsea is the injuries, too. We talk about injuries with Liverpool. I think they're in it worse, or I think Chelsea is in it worse than, yeah. than Liverpool. Fofana's out, Chilwell, Reese James, uh, N'Golo Conte, and uh, Broja went down as well. That sucked. Yeah. That was a tough one. He, was, he looked promising. He was really good with um, Southampton Yeah, when he was there. But my only counter to that would be, Brett, is... So who were the full, you said Reese James and Chilwell both out. Well, you spent all that money on Kukurea. True. He should be good enough to slide. This is a, this is a fairly deep squad in certain areas, especially defensively. Like if Thiago or Koulibaly go down, sure. You got a bit of a hole there. But fullbacks, Aspel Aquetta is your club captain. Not where he was, but experienced player. And then Kukurea, who is what? He's very young. He's not very young, was he? He's 24. He's 24. He's 24. Really? So, yeah, I don't I don't buy that that much with them as much as I did with Liverpool. Fair. See, and I'm trying to I'm trying to find how they normally line up here because if I'm not mistaken, Kukurea doesn't necessarily start too often. No, he doesn't play a lot. He started the last match. So, I'll go back to the first game of the season. They had Mendy was in goal, back three of Koulibaly, Thiago Silva, Aspilicueta, and the full back, uh, wing back, sorry, with Chilwell and James. Center mids. Conte has been a loss for them. There's yeah. no denying that. Yeah. But he shouldn't be that big. Shouldn't be a massive hole. Well, he's not that big. He's, uh, he's not. He's a small man. <laughs> Great football player. Janino, Conte in the middle. Sterling, Mount as your kind of wingers, attacking mids, whatever you want to call them. And Kai Havertz is your number nine. It's a good team. It's a very good team. It this should team be. Should Especially at the start of the season when you had Thomas Tuchel was your manager. Yes. You should be competing for the league. And then they fire him and they go, and they're still continuing here. They must be sitting there going, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we, we, we had Tuchel. Um, Kukure has started in the starting 11, 81% of the time so far. So has had 72% of the minutes. There you go. So out of those three teams, this is how I'll wrap up the question. One out of Tottenham. So I guess we'll leave Leicester out of it because I just doubt what they are. Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea. Who's underachieving the most? Chelsea. Those three teams. Who has the most capability of bringing it back and ha- and finishes in the season successfully? Liverpool. And the one reason why we didn't talk about this is Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Maybe it's the issue. That is the other the thing that I was going to mention the, too. The year seven of Klopp. Mm-hmm. He's not been good. He's not been good at many teams. My answers are Chelsea and Chelsea. Oh, oh. I'm go double whammy. Mm. I think Graham Potter is a good enough manager to turn this around. Right. The World Cup break came out like a bit of an awkward time. But if you actually look back, I'm just trying to find his exact record here with Chelsea. Let's see here. So he... Uh, okay. First game is against Salzburg. So I, they drew. But then they only conceded. Like they barely... They drew, draw against Liverpool. Beat Milan in the in Champions League twice. Beat Wolves. Beat Villa. Didn't concede. Drew against United. Lost 1-0 to Arsenal. Lost 2-0 to City in the Cup. Lost to Newcastle. Like, it's just it's been like this like last five games of the actual, like, before even, like, take the World Cup out of it. Mm. That five-game gap, it's just been a bit of a struggle with them. But I think they'll turn it around. I think they got to look at the squad. All right. What's my other question I got here for you, Brett? Da, 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 da. Who's going down? <laughs> oh, this one's potentially my favorite question. Well, <laughs> we won't spend too much time on this one because I have a couple of other good ones. Mm-hmm. I want to get. And it, do you, you have some questions too, right? I'll make a couple. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll try and breeze through this a little bit. I feel like we spent a lot of time on those scenes, but there's so much to talk about with them. So right now, I think the 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 relegation scrap is between the 13th in Leicester. So obviously Southampton in last. Yeah. So I'll read it out for you quickly. So everyone's played 18 games besides Leeds. Who is that match over? Yeah, it's just turned full. So yeah, they should be fully updated then. So yeah, everyone's played 18 besides Leeds. So Leicester have 17 points. 14th is Leeds, 17. Forest with 17 in 15th. Bournemouth have 16 points in 16th. West Ham... 15 and 17. And then your bottom three is Everton with 15 points, Wolves with 14, Southampton with 12. So here's a couple of things. Uh, one thing I want to just throw out there just before you give your answer. Uh, Mateus Cunha is going to Wolves. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the price tag, but it sounds like around 40 to 50 million or something yeah. like that. That's going to help them because they just they're the lowest scoring team in the league. They just can't score goals. The Ralph Jimenez injury, which was horrible, is he's never come back and he's never been the same. And it sucks because he was a lot of fun to watch in the premiership. He's just not there anymore, unfortunately. But they have a lot of talent on that squad. Southampton just got a new manager in Jones, I believe his name is, from Luton. Yeah, Nathan Jones. Is he good enough for the Premier League? Who knows? Did a lot of good stuff with Luton. Everton, underachieving massively. Actually, I don't know if they are. They're a weird one. We'll touch on them. West Ham are underachieving massively. Good season last year. Bournemouth turned it around a little bit with Gary O'Neill. Forrest figuring it out. Are all those signings from the summer finally coming together for them? 
Leeds, up and down, had some good wins, but not finding consistency. Leicester, Danny Ward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and with Wolves, uh, they just drew with Villa. Oh, they did draw. They just drew. So uh, they now sit 19th. And I'm saying, because when we started, it, they sat uh, at, or Everton was 19th. So we're sitting, uh, this scoring for Wolves concerns me. Yeah, me Especially too. down the stretch. You played striker for them today, actually. Uh, Costa, Diego Costa. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I rest my case. Yeah. I don't need to say too much anymore after that, because they're, and you mentioned Raul Jimenez. I was. I said from the start of this season, I was not convinced with with uh, Wolves. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, they did. Who was their their manager? Bruno Lage. Bruno Lage. Bruno Lage, and they, he got the sack. So yeah, I, I just I don't. I think Wolves have been sitting here for a while, and that's the unfortunate thing too is that they have a lot of really. I don't get it. This is what I don't get: is that Wolves okay. should be better. Well, it was only like two or three years ago. They they played like sixty four games in the league because they went so far in Europe. Wow! Yeah, it was something crazy. They maybe hit, maybe not high, but they definitely hit the sixty mark. That's insane. Yeah, but it was nuts. and they have good players though. Uh, Ruben Neves, at uh, uh, Adama Traore. They have some young players too coming up, and you mm. sit here and go, "Why?" Jose saw. They yep. have a fantastic goalkeeper too, but people were saying he was the best goalie in the league last season. Exactly, and why are they here? So I think Wolves will end up. I think this is going to start to be the dismantling of Wolves. Southampton is also a shoe in for me to go, and we talked about it earlier. I think Everton might be the the other one to go to, but I I also don't see a lot of positive in Leicester. So you sorry, so you. My three is Everton, Wolves, and uh, Southampton. So you're keeping it the same? Yes. In that order? I guess. Uh, no, I think Everton will... will sorry, like 18. Go a little more. Do you think Everton... Sorry. So give me give me a bottom Eight, three. 18th will go Wolves. Okay. 19th will go Everton. 20th will go Southampton. Which may seem boring now. Because that's almost exactly what it is. But yep. I just see more positive things from the other sides. Uh, I don't see West Ham going down. Bournemouth might be a shock to not go down too. Forest, I think, is better than their uh, the their points suggest. And I think Leeds and Leicester are just a little too far ahead. But yeah, I, I just I, I don't know. Uh, there's there's so much that can go into it. And Bournemouth, Bournemouth might be the surprise to me. Uh, or in my list that isn't going, but I just sometimes see better flashes of football from them than I do from Wolves, especially. But Everton's yeah. been mediocre, beyond below mediocre. That's all fair. So I'm just actually looking now. I was curious kind of what the last day of the season looks like Ooh, for yeah. the relegation foul. So Leicester and West Ham do play each other <laughs> on the last day of the season. Everton and Bournemouth also play each other. Oh, Leeds play Spurs. Southampton <laughs> playing Liverpool. Uh, who was the other team? Forest played Crystal Palace. I don't think that was all the teams we kind of threw in there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man. Who I does Wolves play? Oh, that was the other one. W- Wolves play Arsenal. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Southampton is certainly out. Actually, you want to know a little wrinkle for the last game of the season? If the title race comes down to it. Oh, no. Brentford. Versus City. 
Last game of the season. Ooh. At Brentford. That, that's interesting, actually. Looking at it now, like the way Brentford have played, they've already beat City this mm-hmm. season. The way they play against top six teams, like I read out before, like that's a big one. That's a that's a very interesting match there. Or will be. May 28th, that one is. So anyway, my bottom three. Unfortunately, I think Southampton are, are toast. I think I do. I appreciate the approach they went this season in trying to get young players. Like they got a lot of good ones too. Um, I enjoy watching them play, to be honest, and I like appreciate what they've done. Like I said, so I think they're um, they're just done. They're just done. <laughs> Everton, nineteenth. Yeah, I think Everton is, is toast. Um, players just aren't performing. Yeah, they have a fantastic. Like you look at some of the players they have, England's number one in Jordan Pickford. For some reason, just doesn't show up for Everton, but never has lost his spot with England. Um, who else we got here? Calvert Lewin missing him for most of the season has sucked, but he did play the other day. So see if he can make any impact. Awobi's been a, a nice surprise for him this season. He's actually having a really good year. Yeah. So. Connor Cody. Connor Cody. Like, I actually don't mind the two center backs. Like, there's a lot of players on that team I actually I quite like, but I don't like the manager. Frank mm. Lampard is the difference for me. And he's, yeah. unless Everton sack Frank Lampard, they're going down this season. I don't get how he's still there. I don't get how he got a job. Yeah. What has Frank Lampard accomplished as a manager? He almost got Derby promoted. <laughs> Period. End sentence. That's all Frank Lampard has done as a manager. And he's not good enough to manage in the Premier League. In your stripes, there is no shame of going through the football league. Look at what Graham Potter's done. Mm-hmm. He was part of the Ghanaian women's program at one point. Wow. Now he's the manager of one of the biggest clubs in the world. It's just, he doesn't do it for me. And then my other one, West Ham are staying up. Leicester will stay up. Leeds will stay up. They've got enough quality. I think... Forest goes down. Mm-hmm. I think Bournemouth stay up. They actually, they, did you see they got a new owner? Oh, Is really? The owner of the Vegas Golden Knights. Stop. Yep. Yep. And I, I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's who he is. So if really? I'm wrong, let me know. But I will tell you now for all you people who don't know the owner of the Vegas Golden Knights, which is an NHL expansion team, by the way. They've been around for what, four or five years, maybe? Maybe not even that long. Four years. So. 2016? Uh, yeah, because that would have been the... Or they started in 2016. They went to Stanley Cup Final in 2017. Oh, no, maybe it's the... Uh, that was the first year. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's very aggressive. He loves to try and win. Did I get it right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He loves to try and win. And he's already announced that Bournemouth are going to look for a new stadium. The Vitality Stadium's got a lot of character. Is it up to Premier League standards? I'm not sure. So if Bournemouth can find a way to stay up this season... They got a bright future and I'm excited for that, for that club to, to get that after the way they've come through the football league. So my bottom three, Southampton, Everton, and unfortunately Nottingham Forest, but I could see Forest kind of doing, I think it was Burnley that did this a few years ago was we're kind of good enough, but fell down and then, but then we're too good for the championship. It came back up again right. and then found some sustainability. So there'll be, a I think that's kind of what they, they'll do. The unfortunate thing for them is, is that they've spent so much money. So they will be interesting. I love Steve Cooper. I think he's a fantastic manager, 
for me, like it's, I don't know about you, Brett, but sometimes when I think of the Premier League, there's certain teams that I think about, like there's a certain, there's, I have seen some of this online, like there's a perfect Premier League where there's like, there's 20 teams and those are the 20 teams that you think of when you think of the Premiership. Nottingham Forest are one of those teams for me. Mm-hmm. Leeds were one of them. Um, I'm trying to think. Portsmouth, honestly, were one of them Ooh. for me. Bolton Wanderers, anybody? Yeah. Blackburn. There's a bunch of teams that are kind of like around now, like outside of the big guns, but Forest yeah. is one of them. So I could see them kind of bouncing back eventually. So that's my three. Southampton, what, uh, not West Ham. Holy, could you imagine? Yeah. They would lose so much money on the value of Declan Rice. Oh my His value goodness, would yes. drop so much because they wouldn't have any choice but to sell him. So they would just get handcuffed. So Southampton, Everton, Nottingham Forest. I'm going to change mine too. Uh-oh. I'm going to take out Everton. And I'm I, I'm going to stick to my guns this year. I, I'm going to have to. Bournemouth? No. Forest? No. Leicester. Leicester. <gasps> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Southampton. Uh, uh, I'll go Wolves and, and Leicester. Okay. So the only way my opinion changes, which would become Wolves, is if Cunha's coming. Sounds yeah. Like he's coming. But I still think they need an out and out striker as well. So I think they've got to address that a little bit more. They do have the in with Mendes as like the guy who just manages to get all these players to walk somehow. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing that could help them out. But if it doesn't, maybe they're the team. So it's between Forest and Wolves. So, okay. There's a few more questions. What's our time at Brett? I don't want to spend we are an hour. We're an hour. We're at an hour. Minus 10 minutes. So minus a couple, <laughs> a couple of quick ones. Okay. I'll give you some, I'll give you some uh, rapid fire. Somewhat. Somewhat. Erling Holland. How many goals does he finish with? I think he breaks a record. I think he goes 35. 35. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think he does it? Oh, he's at 21 right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is outrageous. And you know what? Like to his credit, Harry Kane's only six goals behind him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Six. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Harry Kane's right there. So in, I'm going to do quick maths before we we move on here. Uh, So he has 21 goals in 15 games. So that's uh, 1.4 goals per game. Multiply that by there's 38 games in the league, whatever. He's on pace for 53, technically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's something. Who makes a final Champions League spot? I'm going to assume Arsenal City both make it. So who who's third and fourth for you, I guess, is a better question. I th- I'd have United for sure. I think they I think they're very good this year and going up. Probably I don't think Liverpool will be able to make it. I think they're going to be too flip-floppy and I think Newcastle's going to just slip under. I guess by default it would have to be Tottenham. Okay. So you're going to go Arsenal, City, United, Tottenham. Yeah. I'm going to go I I guess I didn't ask you who was going to win the league, but I'm going to go Arsenal, City, United, Newcastle. That's my really, yeah, really. Do you know United haven't lost back to back games since the first few games of the season? That's really, I spoke about enough how much of a good job Ten Hag has done mm-hmm. in the last little bit with all the drama of Ronaldo and just everything that's kind of gone on the Glazers stuff. Like it's kind of in absolute shambles. But quietly, actually on the pitch, 
Manchester United have been very, very good. And five clean sheets in the last uh, couple of home games. They haven't conceded a goal since coming back from the World Cup. And they haven't conceded a goal with both Varane and Casemiro on the pitch. There you go. Ever heard of them? (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, Here's one for you then. I know you wanted to ask this. Is Marcus Rashford the answer for United up front? Until the end of the season. They need somebody else. Okay. They do need somebody else. Is it within the club or do they need to buy no, someone? They need to buy someone. Okay. They need to buy someone. But I think Marcus Rashford is becoming Marcus Rashford 2.0 here. He is. It's been a really good redemption. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy to see him do what he's doing. Ronaldo. <laughs> We're getting there. To Al, Al Nassau, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, something like that. Good or bad for him? Uh, how, yeah. Do you what, Just give me your thoughts. Briefly. Good. Okay. Good for him-ish in regards to that he's getting paid. Yes. That's the only... And, and there's rumors today. I'm not It hasn't been confirmed as far as I've seen yet that he's parted ways with uh, Jorge Mendez. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's some... Thing going on here and somebody just said to me that oh he's how much money do you really need and that's fair I hear what you're saying but he has kids he has been very vocal he's setting up everything exactly his, his he, kids kids are set up mm-hmm. yep. he's been very vocal in the fact that he doesn't want his kids to grow up the same way he did and he's setting them up for success I think that's fair and I think that's fine I, I think it's an unfortunate and sad downfall that has come and I think it, it's very tough to I mean heck he said he, he's playing in South Africa yesterday so yeah. there's there's a lot of poor things going around it I think it's sad I don't think it's the end I think he's going to end up in the MLS by summer to be honest with you you think so but how long is his contract or maybe, two years oh really interesting yeah, but yeah. so I made a tweet that I'm kind of regretting a little bit I just said money over everything yeah. Which is true to an extent, but my ambitions behind it were not a positive one, <laughs> to, say, to say the truth. But with what you said, Brett, like he's setting up his family. Mm-hmm. Nobody listening or watching to this show would do, wouldn't do the same as him. Right. I have an interesting question, and I don't know if you have the answer for it. I don't know if I have the answer for it. What's the difference between this and David Beckham going to the Galaxy? The difference is obviously the age and Beckham went in his prime. But Ronaldo said in his press conference yesterday, the day before, whenever it was, that he's doing this to try and grow the game of football. Saudi Arabia just had a massive win at the World Cup against Argentina. They literally had a national holiday about it. I I get it. He obviously went for the money. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. But I think he also went to try and help things in the game. And now he's the guy that helped grow football in Saudi Arabia when Xavi couldn't do it in Qatar or like all the players that went to China and couldn't do it. Like Ronaldo was able to do it in Saudi Arabia. I don't think it'll work because I don't think people want to live in Saudi Arabia. Like Mm. people want to live in LA or Miami or Kansas where he was linked to. (laughs) There's all these teams. So that's kind of my image on it is that this is he's trying to build his legacy even more by building the legacy of Saudi Arabia, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, my my thing or my opinion on how it's different is the politics, the yep. geopolitical system or whatever. I, That's fair. I just think it's it's there's a difference going to 
whatever America was under when David Beckham goes to LA. I think that was the Bush. Bush? Yeah. must've been Bush. Um, and whatever the regime is now in Saudi Arabia Mm -hmm. and what's going on in Saudi Arabia. That's true. I think uh, that is more where people are sitting there. Plus there's all the the oil money and this and that and the other things. So there's oil money in Edmonton. Yeah. I think, I don't know. (laughs) Shout out the Oilers. Um, that's a good point. I guess I wasn't even bringing the politics into it. I was just trying to think from a, a purely football perspective, but from that an- angle too, that's that's very fair. Um, I got one more for you. And okay. then if you have one, we can ask talk about that quickly too. If there's one player within the Premier League that gets moved in January, like a big name, okay. who do you think it is? <sighs> Mine's James Madison. In January? I think Newcastle will buy him. Really? I think that's my play. I think if I'm Newcastle, then you've got a lot, a lot, obviously one mm. right for you. One loss this season, but they're not getting enough wins. For me, James Madison can make that difference. Isaac hasn't worked out probably as well. I believe he's had some injuries or whatever, right? Like he's just kind of that guy. But yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, he's currently injured right now. <sighs> a few, few weeks to return. I can, oh man, that's... I know that's kind of like a, a very hard question just to answer on the spot, but that's the name that's just kind of ringing around in my head. I think that would work very well for Newcastle. I think he's, do you know what? He's one of those signings where if you're a club like Newcastle, that we all know as the, supposedly the richest club in the world now. Yeah. With all the money they have. Yeah. But they've been very smart with the signings. And I think signing an Englishman who has experience and success in the league is big. The only difference would be is would does James Madison want to leave Brendan Rodgers and Leicester? If I was both, if I was all three parties, Leicester, Newcastle, and Madison, I would want this to happen. Yeah. Cause you Leicester, you're like, where are you going? Like you're not going anywhere fast. You're probably not you I know you think they're gonna get relegated. I think they probably have a bit too much quality to get relegated still. The same with same argument I have with West Ham. And even leads to that extent. Yeah. I, and I think, I just, I just think that's the guy who gets moved. So, okay. Here, here's my thinking. I have two. One is not as exciting and the more realistic one, I guess. And it's not as exciting. Um, especially because I'm going through Fabrizio Romano's <laughs> Twitter yeah. right now, but I'm just trying to get ideas of who, but here's where I'm thinking. If it is James Madison, I think Yuri Tielemans goes too. I think they just go, okay, fine. We wash our hands. We go, let's, let's cut our losses here. Get our money. If we're in the championship next year, we're in the championship. If we're here. He made a request today, by the way. Tielemans did. Yeah. Stop. Mm. So according to the Leicester Mercury, which I'm guessing is a newspaper. (laughs) So uh, I can see it. And I think a lot of teams will be lining up for Yuri Tielemans as well. And uh, it just would make sense. You just start not dismantling the team, but retooling. That's a fun word. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Retooling the team. Um, What did you make of the second own goal Leicester scored against Liverpool? (laughs) Match fixing or what? Where was Ivan Tony? (laughs) 
somebody check his uh, account here there, yeah. there's something fishy going on uh yeah no that was not good that was the first one you can it, that was an absolute like farce of a goal yeah. <laughs> like you can uh, but Crazy. you're sitting here going what what are you thinking yeah because there is the, you thought you were a striker for a second but a I great finish it was a fantastic <laughs> finish uh right footed right in the back but uh actually Actually, I think caught side netting, but uh, boy, oh boy, I think you you watch it back over and you see. I think Mo Salah was coming over the right shoulder, so he's a little. If he puts it this way, Salah might come and take. Either way, he was pooched. But I don't know what you're trying to do. Either way, my second one, my kind of not as fun one. uh, So we won't spend much time on it. But uh, Aaron Wambasaka, I just think. Are you sure? Yeah. Because He's been playing well. I know. And apparently Ten Hag has started to like him a lot. He bit. did come out today saying that he's impressed with his work. Quick one. Harry Maguire. January or the summer? The summer. Okay. The summer. But he hasn't, hasn't exactly been in favor. He had a good game yesterday, though. He did. Or the other day. I want him to succeed. Yeah. Um. All right. We'll wrap it up here. We're going to do another show tomorrow. Yes. We'll try and think of some stuff to talk about. Hopefully something <laughs> happens. Um. Yeah. FA Cup this weekend, actually. That's quite exciting. Yeah. Portland aren't in the FA Cup anymore. I, don't, I think we're out. They were advertising Manchester United on the Oilers game the other day. And I really? got excited. Oh, yeah, because FA Cup's on Sportsnet, not Fubo. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is this is an issue. I don't know what it's like everywhere else, wherever you're listening from. I think a lot of our listeners are actually from the US. So yeah. If you're from the US, honestly, let me know what it's kind of like down there. For, like, how do you watch football? I believe it's... NBC is a big one. Yeah, but it's difficult because I, I go down there for uh, fa- I have family who lives down there. Okay. And uh, whenever I go down, I try and watch. Fo- I can't. It's no, so eh? difficult. Even trying f- pulling up Fubo, too. I can't. Do you want to know something crazy? So I had to go back to England in uh, September, October. I can't mm-hmm. remember where it was. And Bolton were playing. Yeah. So I have this Bolton playing League One for people who don't know. It's diff- very difficult to watch them. But I. <laughs> Me and my dad pay for this subscription called iFollow. So basically, iFollow is for any teams lower than the it's Championship League One, League Two. Cool. And you can buy it for your specific team and mm. you get every single game unless it's like a nationally televised game. Cool. Which is kind of the FA Cup for the most part, unless <laughs> you play a big team. Unless you're not playing a big team, sorry. So anyway, I got back to England and I go to put iFollow on and I couldn't watch them. They didn't work. And it's like, it's not like this is a Canadian website. This is like .co.uk. I was like 30 minutes away from the stadium and I couldn't watch it. Yeah. I should have just gone to the match to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I couldn't watch it. Why? Because I know there's out of region. Out of region. Yeah. So you can watch it here. Yeah. That's in region. Maybe I'm wrong, but it must be just like an abroad thing. Like you can only watch mm. it if you're outside of the United mm. Kingdom, which is outrageous to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Like, come on. So we, we managed to find it one way or another. <laughs> and then, yeah, just watch the match. But so there's also that thing about, uh, they black out the matches, right? Because yeah. the, but they want play, you to like go. league one matches are played every so often, but not very um. often. Cause you obviously like goes down in tears, right? I can't remember who we played. I might play like Peterborough or something. I can't remember. But yeah, it sucked. So yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. But yeah, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll talk about something. Uh, football, some relation. Maybe I'll ask some more questions. I know was actually, if you're listening to this and you've got some questions, don't leave them on this video. Go all, all podcast, whatever. Go look at our TikTok, the 90th minute. 
And Waz has a video out there asking you to submit your questions. We already got a couple, but I wanted to kind of let them play up a little bit. And we'll ask as many as we can, as answer as many as we can. And then um, we'll put them out on our socials again. So your questions get answered. Because trust me, we read your comments. <laughs> Good or bad. Some of you are sent me to bed crying at night, to be honest. So, and some of them uh, laughing, crying. <laughs> yeah, some of them are very good. And also, one other thing I want to start asking people to do is leave a review. Leave a review on the podcast. It is very appreciated. Caroline, Brett, and I, we all put in a lot of work. Everyone on the Sunday League Pundits, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes here. And it's very appreciated to show that you listen to the show. I know our boy, uh, David. David always tweets me. <laughs> David always tweets me. So thank you, David. And thank you, everyone else, for listening today. And we will see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.